y'all. This is episode 24 of Bitches Love Brunch. I am your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we're excited to be back again. I always do this when it's time for the recap. Actually, I don't always, but I just want to know. I just want to know what, um, how'd you know we was on 24? Did you look? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually. Because when you Um, said you was like episode, I was like, oh, she ain't going to know it because I don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I be knowing. Like Amanda Seals be saying, I be knowing. I be knowing. Um, sidebar, Amanda Seals has been dropping gems lately. Oh, definitely. I'm about to listen to her. Have you heard side effects? Have you listened to her podcast? I haven't, but when I tell you I'm excited to binge that, like I'm watching something on Netflix, I am like... I'm going to say this. I know she be gem dropping. Amanda Seals, I think think it's important for... I think it's, it's, it's humbling for everybody. Like, you can be... You can't be a jack of all trades and master of none. Like she, yep. okay. she Come is on. A, she's an expert in in the certain areas that she's an expert in. The other shit sometimes she be talking about. I'm like you. That's not your. That's not your lane. But other like than what? that, like what? <laughs> um, the other day she had made a comment, and and granted, I, I talked to one of my friends about this, but she made a comment saying that. Um, what did she say? That it's wrong to ask, it's wrong to ask queer people if they were born gay. And, oh yeah, I saw that. And for me, I was just like, you know, I have lots of you know homosexual friends or queer friends, um, or non cis friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just was like, you know, I want I want to know is it is that offensive? And I reached out to one of my close friends and asked them about it, and they were just like, it's more context to it. So like, what she's saying is can be valid but it doesn't make sense in that context like you just can't drop shit like that it's such a complex issue and for such a complex group like you don't even belong to that group and i agree i get it that you're an ally but sometimes it's not your lane so i thought about that too because she she the reason why i like amanda seals is because she is not everyone's cup of tea she is definitely your shot of whiskey and whiskey is not for everyone um and so there are moments where it's just like mm, I disagree other moments where, I, where I'm like nail on the head right so when she said that I completely agree with what your friend said um I feel like there had to be context to it and I think that's where like it was missing or there was like a little disconnect because she didn't really provide as much context as I would have liked because what I heard her trying to say was in the moments of, like, when you're asking those judgmental questions. Exactly, exactly. When it, when it comes from a place of judgment and you're trying to ask, like, were you born gay? Like, get out of my face with that. You exactly. know what I mean? And so I think that's what was missing for her and or for that piece when she was on that ramp. But clearly it was something, as she does, something like in the moment for her you know or something that she had recently witnessed whatever the case because you know when when amanda sees something she's just kind of like let me address this let me tell you what you shouldn't do type of thing but i agree like 
You got to be careful. You got to be careful doing that though, because even if if you're if if you want to assume the position of letting people know what it is, how it is, and why it is, then feel free to educate them and don't just bash them when they don't agree with you. Like that's the whole purpose of you doing it is to educate these people. But you be right. like, you a fuck nigga. I'm gonna block you. This this and this. And I'm just like, but you you sent it out there to provide education to these people. Like you're you're not trying to preach to the choir. That's the whole point. But you know what, too? <laughs> um, a couple things. In that situation, a lot of times when, when she responds that way, or when she goes on a rant that way, at least I can tell, or I have gathered sometimes that um, she's speaking directly to someone. So who whoever she was speaking to is the one that heard it and probably got it. You know what I'm saying? Just like a subtweet. You know, right? Without calling them out, but the second piece to that is, like you said earlier, like if you're going to be an ally, I feel like, and especially if you are not a member of that community, it's very important to provide that context because, however many followers she has, though she may be speaking to just one directly, however many she has of the rest of us are like, okay, what's that about? And right. could be and could perceive it in a different way, just like you did, where it's just like, mm, that might be inaccurate. It might be or it might not be all the way accurate, you know what I'm saying? Right. Without that context. But I agree, because some stuff, because she does a lot, right? It's funny that you said the whole Jack of all trades thing, because I was thinking about that. Yeah. About, and about her specifically in that, just between, I mean... But, you know, that's what a lot of these celebrities do. They feel like they can act, sing, dance, rap, be an artist, be a comedian, do it all. And I just don't believe that that is everybody's. Right. And by all means, I don't don't (laughs) want to put you in a box, but I'm just letting you know that... I, I know that there's heart surgeons out there and I'm going to leave that to them to do what they need exactly. to do. And um, You know what I'm saying? Like it's, exactly. just, it's just different lanes for different folks. But yeah, that's our little spiel on Amanda Seals. Yeah. But, but, I don't even know how we got on that. In, regard, in regards to dating and dealing with these men, oh, she's spot on. Yeah, she 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 gets it. She, she's spot on. Okay. We talked about Amanda Seals as if that was the recap. It was not. <laughs> Um, Psych. <laughs> on episode 23 we actually talked about travel etiquette 101 that was the fun. basics um we talked about our tips just because we um we like to travel that is that is something that we do in our past time and we've done a lot of traveling so we've experienced it like running the gamut of traveling alone and traveling with large groups so, we just thought we would share some of those tips with you all. If yep. you have them, share them with us. Please do so. Okay, so we are going to pass the mimosa. I'll start with Kiana because I have a feeling that I know. But go ahead, <laughs> Kiana. What, are you, okay, what so, are you drinking this evening? You know, I'm drinking another excuse. So, I... <laughs> <laughs> So, normally, I'm just leaving the gym. I am just leaving the gym again. But I'm on antibiotics, so I can't drink this week. Okay. I am drinking wine. What kind? Let me live through you. Just a little um, blush. I'm actually looking back as if I can look into my refrigerator from my living room, which I cannot. 
Um, no, you can't. To look, <laughs> to look no, you definitely can't. At the can. box, I can't. But um, it's a little blush. It's a boxed wine, so Ow. Nothing, nothing too special. <laughs> Brought it back. Um, I did. I don't, you know, I don't disregard a little boxed wine. That's you know, we, we, listen, that's I like Rossi. I don't care what you say. That's that's what they're in the stores <laughs> for to be purchased. Like, I don't care what you say. If it's good, it's good. And I didn't realize how much actually comes in that box wine. So, like, when we used to play, uh, when we used to play on uh, Tour de Francia. Girl. With the Alphas. Yes. We should have been playing with teams of four. Like, three. Do you remember, I won't even say his name. Um, Mm -hmm. But do you, I don't think you were there. But you might have came back for it. Um, Mm -mm. Somebody projectile vomit. After one of the races, it was it was um, it was like The Exorcist. Um, I feel like I might know this. Yeah, what year was this? This was the year they were in the house next to the graveyard. No, the gra- is that is that the no the funeral home? Why was they always next to something dead? <laughs> the funeral home. Where's the funeral home? That was off of Richland. Is that off Richland? Do you remember the house? No, then yeah, maybe I wasn't there. Oh, okay. Okay, no. We either way, go. Y'all wasn't there either, so. <laughs> right. Sorry. Shout out to Tour de Franzi, though, in the office. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Um, especially this week. Never mind. I was about to get petty. Um, <laughs> I was about to get real petty. Okay, so we have passed the mimosa. I am going to share the good word with you all today. Um, as Kiana is going to lead this discussion, as soon as as soon as I find it, as soon as it decides to pull up, because <laughs> that's what happens. Okay, and the quote goes: "The most disrespected woman in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman." Malcolm X. My big homie. That's bae. No, I was going to say, I was literally just about to tell you, like, Courtney, I don't know if you know, but Malcolm been fine. Um, <laughs> you must, you have never heard me call Malcolm Bay. I've never heard like, you call I, Malcolm Bay. I, I would have been a whole, in a different life, in a different time. Malcolm I'd have been is a whole fine. Betty Shabazz. And it, I was definitely more of a, like, especially when it came to tactic, like, I've always been a more Malcolm than Martin. I'm going to let you know this, too, and I ain't going to hold it back. Martin was fine, too, okay? Don't get it twisted. He, <laughs> but they both was easy on the eyes, which is why Martin stayed. Absolutely. We ain't even going to do that to him. I ain't going to do that. But we know his truth. But I'm going to just say he was fine. Right. He's fine. But they're both, okay. Yeah, Malcolm is always, I don't want to say my favorite, but... Yeah, honey. Malcolm mixed with Django. I done told y'all. <laughs> I done told y'all. Continue on. That is not the topic of discussion today. Okay. Take it away, Kiana. Let's roll with this. So, Court, I'm just. This is just gonna be a conversation because, oh, Courtney, this is what. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Azalea Banks because, and normally, I mean, sometimes we cover you know popular topics, but this this was this was on my heart. So, Azalea Banks 
went to um, Wildin' Out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So she went there with the <laughs> she went there with the intention of um, performing, and that was it. And you know they have like the row session, the um, mm-hmm. like the battle rap or whatever. And so they told her that she wasn't she she agreed with Wildin' Out that she wasn't going to be a part of that segment. So apparently when she got to the show. It was, you know, a different story. They really, they wanted her to be a part of it. I mean, honestly, I've never seen a celebrity just perform a while and out and not be a part of the show. But, um, yeah, so that that's what happened. So she went there. She she did the show, and apparently it got it got ugly. Like it got really ugly between her and um, some of the comedians on the show. And so, Azalea Banks. I don't know if you are familiar with her. She did her mm-hmm. normal Azalea Banks, and she she's a passionate person, and she she was very upset. She was crying. Um, it, it just didn't go her way, pretty much. But this is this is what she said, and um, after that, we can really just kick off. I'll I'll tell you what I think, and then we can just go from there. So during the battle rap, Azalea said, and this is I'm quoting her. Not a single one of those black men called any of the white women on stage ugly. I'm sorry, but yesterday was a testament to why I don't ever let niggas near me. They had some white chick on stage calling them Wakanda rejects, some real thin-lipped, hunk-nosed queen, Herbie reject-looking, B-I-T-C-H. Niggas are so fucking ass-backwards. Um, she also said... Hold on. Oh, she said, if I were to make fun of Nick Cannon for having lupus and being weak and sickly, if I made a joke that said he'd be dead by the end of the year, then Azalea Banks is the bad guy, right? And so, a lot of people are saying, you know, like, Azalea Banks' typical thing is to, like, wild out. And granted, that that is, that is she, she does do that a lot. But I think there's something to be said about the fact that all those black men got on stage and literally, all they did was call her ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like, your weave messed up, your this and that, this, this and that messed up. It was all physical appearance. In a room, in a room full of, you know, like those Wild and Out models, the light-skinned ones, the white ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I think that Azalea Banks was right. I think they trash. I, I think that they're so trash for doing that to a black woman, especially in front of white women or women who are, you know, racially ambiguous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that... I mean, Azalea Banks is a lot of things. She's so many things, and she can be hot-headed. She can be she can be untalented, which she's not. She's very talented. She can be she can be a lot of different things. And the one thing you got to say about this black woman is that she ugly in front of all of these people. And I'm just like, y'all really y'all black y'all men y'all got to do better. Y'all have to do better, and it only perpetuates what the other races think of black women in comparison to white women or women who are racially ambiguous and so i'm gonna ride with azalea on this one because i think that that's super super trash notice i'm using so, like extra adjectives because i'm not trying to curse because <laughs> i told y'all oh I was that's right we said we weren't so, doing that I, yeah now why you ain't remind me at the beginning because i'd have just been in here going off at the handle okay so this is what i'll say i'm trying to actually um pull up her page because well she's suspended from twitter right now oh oh i don't i don't, I don't be on twitter now okay i don't follow her on twitter 
But because I saw the post on, maybe that's, maybe her name is not her name on um, Instagram. But I saw her post via the Shade Room, which is why I follow the Shade Room. Because I just feel like that's where you get all your tea, so I don't have to follow a whole bunch of people. But anyway, this, what, this has to been last week. So when I saw it, and maybe I missed something, I did not, um, I missed the beginning part because I thought they screenshot, I thought Shade Room screenshot what, um, what she said on Twitter or on Snapchat, whatever. Um, and so I missed the part about these black men calling her ugly And but that's not what they use for anybody for all of these other white women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I first, my point is when I, I mean, first granted, there's read been it, a lot of things about her in the news recently. So you might have saw something <laughs> else, right? But no, that it was in reference to it was in reference to the whole while and out thing. So I was a little I was saying that because I say uh, I was saying that to say because I was a little surprised as you were reading it because I was like, oh, dag, I missed that part. Like, wait a minute, because my view on it would have been completely different. Because my initial reaction was that this is Azalea Banks doing what she does. You know what I mean? And going back and having an issue about it. Um, And karma just kind of coming right back around. So my initial take on it was, like, I think it's interesting for her to be... And she even called herself a crybaby. Yeah, she did. Cry baby, of course, cried. Um, so I think it's interesting for her to be this person who loves to dish a lot out. Um, that's one of my pet peeves sometimes is a sensitive ass, mm, dang it, a sensitive person <laughs> dishing all this stuff out. But when it comes back around, it's like you can't take it, especially in the context of a show like Wildin' Out, which is what happens on the show where where they roast people. However, comma, now knowing that and having a little bit more of a context on the setting, I will have to agree to some to some extent because in in these spaces, I I get that it's a roast. I get that that's what wilding out, you know, with that seg that that's what that segment is there to do. But there are so few spaces where b- black women are protected <laughs> that it's just like, where where can I go and at some point feel safe? At some, especially by my black man. But amongst them, like, y'all, this is the thing. I feel like as as a culture, I think that we think that we're further along than where we are. I really do believe that. I think that, you know, they gave us Obama. They gave us Obama because we see that, you know, votes really don't matter. I mean, they do matter. They should matter. But in the presidential election, this last one, they didn't. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I think that, you know, they gave us Obama because there's been so many things that have happened since we had a black political leader after they killed them all. You know what I'm saying? They gave us Obama. and It was kind of like hush money. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all still making progress. Be quiet. And then I, I just think that we, we act as though we have things that we have made it so far and like we have things that we can just sacrifice. And, and it oftentimes is the black woman. And I don't think that that's fair. 
And I don't think that we are to a point where we're able to, we're not at a point we have a strong enough foundation to make jokes like that in front of mixed company. Exactly. We're not, we're not there. Now, if we want to do that behind closed doors and while and out is just, you know, preview to only black people, so be it. But it's not, that's not the case. That's not the I'm, case. So I think that we have to just be a little more um, cognizant of where we are in the state of affairs in America, where we are as African-Americans and being far behind whites. We're not there yet. There's a huge wage gap out there. There's a, there's a huge gap amongst every every category you want to put out there. It's a huge gap out there for us. So I don't understand why we think that it's okay to crucify our own people in front of the people who already are crucifying us. Like, that's not okay. You're only giving them permission. It's kind of like Kanye West going out here and checking and checking a job. And for, for what? Why are y'all doing this? We have too much at risk for y'all to be out here putting us farther behind. You know, playing devil's advocate in general context, you know, I absolutely agree. Hands down. It's no question about it. Um, as I was just sitting here thinking about it some more, I'm not saying that it's okay. What they did was okay to call her ugly and to disrespect her, like you said, in mixed company. And by mixed company, I mean on national TV, not even just the people that um, were on stage with them, but national TV, because we know it's not just us that's watching that show. So to have everybody see and think it's okay to sit here and call a black woman ugly, it it rubs you the wrong way. And who are you to call somebody ugly? Like that's subjective. That's subjective as fuck. She may be ugly, and I'm sorry for cursing because I'm trying not to. But like somebody may be ugly in your eyes and beautiful in the next person's eyes. Who are you? Who do you think that you are that you're able to label somebody as ugly? I absolutely agree. However. And Wildin' Out, and I'm not one that watches Wildin' Out regularly. I have probably seen a full episode maybe once. That's a lot. Maybe a handful of times. Whatever. I, I, like, I would not count this as the first time that they have called someone ugly on the show. In that roast session. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it goes. I don't think so. But I think it's the first time a female has rebuttaled it. Oh, Absolutely absolutely i'm just saying that this is what they do i'm not saying that it's okay that's why i said i'm playing devil's advocate because again mixed company is is the nation is you know it's all the viewers that are tuning into this show and anybody that sees this is going to say just like just like barbecue becky barbecue becky turned into what was it? Whoever Patty is. Um, no, Roseanne turned into Barbecue Becky or vice versa, whatever. Be- Barbecue Becky turned into Permit Patty. Yeah, that's turned right. into You know, turned into everybody else, so on and so forth. Turned into CVS. Turned into the next person. Like, it's the copycat syndrome. You know what I'm saying? So the moment that in on that stage and in that type of platform... The moment that you do that and you call a black woman ugly in that type of black form, platform, it, black form, it gives everybody else permission to do so. So I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just also considering, like, I'm also not going to negate the context of, of it either. Um, 
And not that she, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that she should have been prepared for that because that's not what she was walking into. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I feel like it was for that reason. <laughs> like, I came to perform. I came to do this. I think she's the type of woman that, that knows that she's going to get some backlash. Like, I refuse to believe that she was just completely unaware of any of that, which is why she set things up the way she did. Yeah. Um, but I also do feel like, to some degree, they had it out for her. Like, because if that were the case, you know, to to change those arrangements and say you're going to be a part of the row session, it could have been anything else. She could have been a judge. <laughs> she could have been doing anything else. And that's where they placed her, like, you knew somebody was going to let her have it in that row session because that's what they do. You knew somebody was going to let her have it. But I, I, I 100% agree with that. I just think that far too often we're casualties and and, mm-hmm. and men's fun. You know what I'm saying? And I think that Absolutely. The, it's something to be said about that. Like even your right, even when you think of men and they write a passage like into manhood, it's like, Sleep and I get it, like sleeping with a woman. But sometimes those aren't relation relationships that are nurtured. You know what I'm saying? Like those, mm-hmm. those are just smash sessions. You know what I'm saying? To knock something off your belt. And and those are humans. Those are women on the other end of that. And a lot of pe- a lot of times, a lot of women are left with a lot of damage. And I'm not telling you that it's a black man. Actually, I am telling you, it is your job to protect us. That's that's a lie. Whoever told y'all that it wasn't, that's a right. lie. Now, women, I no, think it that is. you have to do. Uh, uh, I think that we've been given this notion as though um, we're simply. I, I was listening to a sermon, and I, but it's, it all it all makes sense. But we've been given this notion of that we're only like helpmates. We're so much more than that. We're so 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 much more than that. You're so much more than the notch on somebody's belt. You're so much more than a body for a man's pleasure. You're so much yeah. more than a smile for a man to feel good about himself. You're so much more than a fat ass. Because the man want to see it clap. You're so much more than that. And I think that black men have let us down. I think that in turn, we've let ourselves down too. But right now, we're talking about black men. And I think that they really have to rise to the occasion. And there's just so many women who black men have done wrong. And then come to a certain point in their lives and feel like, you know, I deserve a wife. How? How? But you know what? This, this is... But this, this is where the problem lies. Because... Maybe not realize, but this this is a either this plays into the problem because what people like to do is 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 switch things up. Just like men be like, no, women are supposed to submit to men. No, that's not what it says. <laughs> Wives should submit to their husbands. And so, like when you say helpmate. People forget what that really means. You know what I mean? Like you said, a helpmate is not not just this idea of a body to lay with, to sleep with. There is a reason for this helpmate aspect because I, as a woman, am there to do things that you, as a man, cannot do. And, by, and you should right. And you and you shouldn't have to do because you, as a husband and as a man, are there to do things that I cannot do and I should not have to do. It's funny you say that because we were, um, the church I go to, the pastor was speaking on something similar to that as well in terms of 
women find themselves in position, particularly black women find themselves in positions because the husband or the man is missing from the home. And so they do those things and they take on those things because they have to. But if that man is in the home, they shouldn't have to do those things. You know what I'm saying? They shouldn't have to be the leader. They shouldn't have to be the provider. They shouldn't have to be the everything. But we do and step up when it's necessary. So when we talk about helpmate, I'm not there just as just on a whim. You know what I mean? I'm not there to just toss things to or to just be ready to roll over when you want it. Especially as someone that is not my husband. So to your point, like we are absolutely so much more than that. And if you are not stepping up and saying and showing, exemplifying that you are the protector, the provider, whatever, then you have not earned any of this. And you I have th- not earned anything. And so you should not get those. You should. You shouldn't even have those expectations. I think you know. I think a big thing that we are missing. And I don't, I don't know what group is missing it. I just know there is a large collective that's missing it. And I think that we are taught how to be, and, and it's, it easily happens because it just easily happened in this conversation where we switch when we look at men and women as only husband and wife. And mm-hmm. we don't, we really don't, there's, there's no coaching about how to treat a sister like a sister. There's no coaching on how to treat nope. a brother like a brother, how to treat a brother like a sister. Y'all are missing, I think that, that that's a critical piece in our foundation that we're missing is that how to be people. One, one people, Just like genuine people. people. But on top of that, you're my brother. I'm your sister. Why are you treating me like this? I think it's but, just so much. It's and it's and it's so easy, especially for blacks. It's so easy for us to be disloyal to one another, and it and it's so sad that we are able to do it in front of masses. Oh, exactly, masses. Exactly. Like that should that should be that should be heartbreaking. Like you shouldn't. I don't never want to. Like I, like on here when I was just talking about Martin Luther King, we all know that, but I don't never want to. I don't want that to be his story. Right, because He's that's more not the whole that. man. Exactly. Right. So it's why why aren't y'all protecting us? I don't get. I don't get. I don't get that. And especially because we have a tendency the moment that we find something out, and we've mentioned this before, or at least I have. Just we are ready to persecute that person for one wrong doing. And I won't even, and it doesn't even actually matter how many wrongdoings to me. Um, I'm not saying that those wrongdoings are okay. My point is like <laughs> the example of, and I and I know we're not talking about just the husband and wife aspect, but you could go to the term of hoe. Let a woman have slept with several people. Or say she smashed the homies, whatever. She's a hoe and is done for, and she's untouchable. But you can do it. <laughs> but you can do it, and we we are still protectors of our black men. We will still like value our black men, and that was my point of you know trying to add to what you were saying of like there's just a a person aspect like foundationally first there is just a person aspect where i am human 
and like love thy neighbor. You know what I'm saying? And then to that next level of this is my brother. If I saw somebody on the street, I always think about like little random stuff like that. Like if I saw something happen on the street where a black man was pulled over, I can't tell you how many times that I have either pulled over just in case or slowed down because if I need to be the one recording, then I'm going to be there to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know this man on the street, but I would do that. And I can't always say that somebody would do that for me. But because that's my brother, that's that's just what naturally for me happens. But that's how I was that's how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not gonna walk into no mess. I'm not gonna walk into harm's way. But if there's something that I can do to protect you, I will do that. And you don't have to be my man for that. No, you, you don't, don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Like, and just because I do that don't mean I'm trying to get your number. <laughs> like, or, or I want you to take mine. We're missing, we're missing everybody. camaraderie. We really right. are. We really, like, really we're, are. We're and we need that it. Unit. We need it more than ever, which is, we need it more. And I think we are, we got to get focused on the right things. I don't want to tell you what you focused on is wrong. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you what's wrong. I'm here to tell you. That we need to What's focus missing. on more, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Something, but something is missing. And on that note, there is one thing that I want to add because I tagged Kiana in this and I feel like it is going to segue into her next topic. But um, it was bothersome for me. A friend sent it to me, um, but it was on the For Harriet page on Instagram where a black man had on a shirt that said, Bill Cosby with appeal is my bruh and and I can share this on the um on the bitches love brunch page and I just said that because that's the name of the podcast so <laughs> work with it I hope I haven't cursed any other time I because, have because I'm not I'm gonna curse the next segment <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm just not aware of it so I probably have but so um, he was a Q and when I saw the shirt and my friend sent it to our group chat, I was just like, because at first I didn't even notice the peel on it, <laughs> the image of the peel. Wait, I and don't think I saw that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I tagged you. With you it. did, but I didn't notice the peel. Oh yes. So it says Bill Cosby is my bruh. And so when I first saw that, I thought with, that was a bandaid. No, when I first saw that, I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" I was already bothered by the comment because I don't <laughs> like right now. This is not something that you should be proud of. But when I finally noticed the peel, I was like, "This is what we're doing." No, this is what y'all are doing. As a black man. To know that this man has been charged. Convicted. And convicted. With slipping pills. And assaulting women. And black women. Like. That's humorous to you? Casualties man. I, I'm really trying to wrap. And so, like, to what you were saying earlier, like, why do we have to be the sacrifice 
for your jokes and for your humor. I don't I don't even under I don't even think they can conceptualize how great of a sacrifice they're making. <laughs> that's I think that's the thing. Like I don't think that's that's all it is. Like you don't recognize our value and um our our we were so powerful. Literally. I, I remember on Mother's Day I uh I quoted this and I and I heard it from church. Literally, if, if if God wants to do anything on earth, it has to come through the woman. It has to. Anything on this earth, it has to come through us. You know how powerful that is? Jesus got here because of a woman. To. He couldn't get here from Joseph. Joseph wasn't to. even his daddy. <laughs> right. So any anything that comes on this earth has that that God wants to do. That anybody wants to do. Forget that any anybody wants to do. I don't care what you believe in. It has to come through a woman. And y'all willing to sacrifice that. That's that's that right there. That's tragic. And I said this in the group chat and I was just like, there's nothing like already being exhausted from the shenanigans of white people. But then to be a target from black men as well, like I absolutely have no words. It's one of the most frustrating things and i'm not talking about all black men okay let's be clear but it happens enough that it's exhausting again this man was at this man was at their uh conclave yeah i saw that i just read that so you're amongst other people like you are amongst your your brothers how did this how did this picture even get taken who took it and that goes back to that accountability piece. Who is talking to you? Who let you buy that sugar honey iced tea? Whose man's is this? Who created this shirt? Yes. Even more so. I'm 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 tired. I'm tired. Like and at the end of the day, though, the crazy thing is, guess what we going to do, Kiana? We going to buck up. We going to show up for them continuously because somebody has to. And at some point, they're going to realize, because who, who are you going home to at night? And again, I'm not talking, that's not literally meaning like your woman, but your family, your mother, your sister, your niece, your daughter your cousin, whoever. Like, who you going home to? Because these are the people that raise you. These are, these are the people that literally birth you. And to constantly disrespect us and leave us to be casualties out here, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. And if, and if that's the case, if that's what you're going to do, yes, go ahead and be with the other. <laughs> go ahead. Bye. Cause that's that's not the black man that I want. No, it's not. Not if not not if you're gonna leave me as a casualty. No, thank you. Cause it sounds for me, if if you do if you if you're doing that to me and women who look like me, you don't love yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you don't love yourself, and I know that we. I just uh, words mean so many things. 
And I wish people would start to understand that. But you you can't take care of you, so you can't take care of me. You don't see beauty in you, so you don't see beauty in me. You can't give me what you don't have. Mm-hmm. You don't even think I'm worthy or nothing. That's probably because you don't think you're worthy or nothing. You can't extend that. You can't extend something to somebody else that you don't have. So let's let's move on because <laughs> this is i'm just over here like with wine in hand like. i think that you know the next the next pod we 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 will talk about something a little because this this is tiring and it is sad and i don't want this to be the basis of our show but it has to be addressed and it and it and it is it is exhausting but it's a state of our reality exactly it's, it is our reality what? And I'll say it till I'm blue in the face because this is our platform. And not to say that um, we're not here for our listeners because we do appreciate them. And I'm sure that the topic is itself gets exhausting. Um, but it has to be addressed. It has to. It has to be addressed. And because we know that we're not the only people feeling this way. And I mean both men and women. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that there are black men out there. I was looking at some of the responses to that post in particular that are just like, Come on. What are right. y'all doing? Why are y'all doing this? Do better. So we're, we're just merely speaking on what other people are thinking or are already talking about. So, but go ahead. Move on because I got a whole attitude. So this, <laughs> well, I hate to hear after this. So, Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God is um, a radio personality <laughs> and one of the biggest, actually, yeah, probably one of the biggest um, radio shows out there, The Breakfast Club, and based out of New York City. Um, so Charlemagne the God, um, I've I've read his book before. Have you read his book? I haven't. I wasn't I, too intrigued to, but go ahead. His book I heard was, it was good. Though. His book was actually good, but now I want to throw the whole thing away. Um, so Charlemagne back in the day was accused. He went to court and, um, he was acquitted, went to court because he, um, he faced some charges about, you know, raping, I think a 15 year old girl. Oh, okay. So that turned out. I didn't hear about this. Yeah. So he was acquitted about that. So then he, Charlemagne then goes and he does an interview because now, now this is brought back up and people are like, you know, he was acquitted. You know, let it go. He does an interview on a podcast and he talks about his experience when he actually went to a store, purchased some drugs, put it in this young lady's drink and had sex with her. And so the person who's interviewing him and I want to say, I don't know if this is on his podcast. I'm, I'm, I, I, I didn't do that. So I didn't fact check that, but it's on a podcast, but I listened to it and it said I listened to the clips. And the guy asked him, and he was like, well, you know, did she consent to having sex? And he was like, well, she knew she went in with the intention that she wanted to have sex. That's not consent. That's not consent. So um, he said she she went in with the notion that she wanted to have sex. He got her drunk, slipped the thing in her drink. But I'm like, if you knew you wanted to have sex with her, you didn't have to slip nothing in her drink. So he goes on, and the man's like, well, did you rape? He was like, well, did you did you rape her? He was like, no, I didn't rape her. He was like, my homeboys wanted to fuck. Like, they all wanted to come in, wanted to have sex with her. Sorry. <laughs> wanted to have sex with her. They, they, they all came in. He was like, I didn't, I didn't let them have sex with her because that's rape. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So, um, moving forward, Charlotte, the, the guy's laughing, you know, as he, as he does the interview. 
and um, that's that's the first thing that Char that's that's the first thing that happens with Charlemagne. So there's another thing that comes after that. Research. Let's go back to Charlemagne and his wife. Charlemagne is married, and um, Charlemagne talks about the first time he had sex with his wife, and so he was saying that his wife had not had sex with him the first year that they dated, so he wanted to have sex with her. So what he did was that he got her drunk. And he said, like, yeah, she was having sex with me back. And so she, he asked his wife, he said, hey, did I, rape, did I rape you? And she said, now that I think about it, you did. Um, and so these, these are the things that are, going on, that are going on right now about Charlemagne. And one of the, the things that I will say is that you, you really have to be, a lot of people are saying, like, you have to be careful. You have to be able to prove this. This is coming out of this man's mouth. I've heard it. It has come out of his, his wife's mouth. And I think to, 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 to skate over this, you, you can't, <laughs> you can't. You can't. You you have to address this, and even and I and I and and there's gray areas in life, and I and I want to be clear that just because somebody is your wife now doesn't mean that you couldn't have raped her during that time. So, floor is open. Let's talk about Charlemagne. My face has been stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On. Stuck on confusion. Uh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I laugh because that's that, like, that's that awkward laugh. Oh, and actually, I got a quote right here from his wife. Okay. It said, okay. I'm married to my wife, Charlemagne says in the audio clip. Me and my wife dated for a whole year. She would not give me no, you know. Me and my wife hung out one Saturday night and she got sloppy drunk, passed out in my mama's house and I got that P word. Mm -hmm. She was effing me back and all that, but she was really drunk. I asked her yesterday, did I rape you the first time we ever had sex? And she goes, I mean, in hindsight, yeah. I... Okay, so let me ask this because I don't fully recall it. Um, but I feel like there was a um, an episode of The Breakfast Club where they were talking about rape culture. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, Charlemagne was one saying some, something along the lines of like, yo, we need to get it together. Charlemagne was the one talking. Well, I know they were at least talking about it on the Breakfast Club about rape culture. So I'm just, I would like to say that it was probably a revelation. I would like to say, I'm not saying that's what it is, okay? <laughs> but it was probably a revelation for him to even ask his wife in light of everything else because I feel like if you have to ask did I rape you like there should like that should never be a question like that should never be a doubt you know what I'm saying like you did or you didn't and if your actions were questionable to begin with I'm to be honest I'm I'm just really I'm really really confused 
because when the when I first saw the stuff about the 15-year-old girl and he got acquitted, you know, it was a little bit more, it seemed at least, a little bit more clear than um, how things went down with, what is his name, Nate? Yes, yes. Um, and, For birth of a and nation. Not that, yes, and not that, again, because I believe he was acquitted as well, but at that time he was going he was on a promo tour for a movie and he just was not presenting himself in a good light like i really feel like that boiled down to the fact that you just did not know how to talk to the media in the midst of your frustration of having to relive this experience again whether you did it or not so this just felt a little different with charlemagne where it was it seemed a, it appeared to be a little bit more he was a little bit more innocent right <laughs> But this, because the story that um, he is—you drug someone. Yeah, and this is and this isn't the same girl. This is a different girl that he's right. talking about. So it's not the same case. But you drugged someone, and then went and had sex with her, and which is actually a good chance that you just raped her, because. You, you don't sound too sure. You don't sound very clear. You know, like, it sounds like you are even questioning it at this point. I think he was, I think he was certain, though, because he, they asked her, like, they asked him, excuse me, um, what kind of state was she in? Like, was she passed out? And he said, you know, it was like when your girl blacked out. Like, he described everything. Oh, God. Oh, like... Yeah, he was like, I mean, she wasn't incoherent, but it's like, you know how when your girl black out, it's like that. But then, and I, 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 it's not funny, but it's coming from his, it ain't even coming from the girl, it's coming from his mouth. Right. It's like, you don't, you don't realize what you're saying, do you? I think for me, um... I can't articulate any of this. That's how confused I am. Yeah, I think for me, though, I think it's it's kind of... Hmm. In, in the same light that we've held all the rest of everybody accountable, we have to do the same for him. Yes. Um, it doesn't matter that if he told his story or if she told his story. The fact is that the story was told. And it, and it is rape. Um, I think that... Like you said, we off we often, um, and bear with me because this is really really hard to process. <laughs> we we often um, we shun people who've done one thing wrong, and I like you said, I do think that it was almost a revelation for him to go to his wife because you have to be going through some process. You know what I'm saying? You have to be going through a process of trying to heal from this if you are inquisitive about whether you want to know whether you raped somebody or not. And I think that I, I don't know what redemption looks like for Charlemagne. <laughs> I think that's where I'm at. I don't know what redemption looks like in terms of after you've raped somebody, and if you don't, no longer want to be want that be to be tied to your identity. I don't even know if you have the luxury. You don't have the luxury of assigning or unassigning whether you're a rapist or not. That's up to somebody else. Um. I don't I don't know where we go from here, but I know that what he said it was extremely uncomfortable to listen to. It's extremely uncomfortable to read about. 
and it's honestly heartbreaking because it sounds like he has no idea what's happening and as do many men who go around perpetrating those same actions to women and thinking that that's okay and thinking that you know that is consent there's there he's not the only one he's not the only one this is not a rare case um, there are probably lots of men who haven't feel, who haven't gotten consent and who have been in situations like that. Think about OU. Think about college and all those drunk women. It could be many of our friends who've gone through this, you know what I'm saying, and, and are finally coming to terms with the fact that they are abusers. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know what to make of this, but it it also has to be addressed. And that's not to say that we have to find answers or a resolution or the perfect statement to have right now, but we got to work through this. So, I'm not going to lie, this is, a, this is a tough one for me because I agree and, and I may be contradicting myself right now from a previous episode i agree that yes we have to work through this but i'm really i'm really i'm really struggling with this piece of um this piece of entitlement yeah by men and this piece of entitlement by black men because I feel that I am so confused in this moment because I don't understand your confusion and your questioning of meeting men of whether this is rape or not. You sat here and you said that she was blacked out. That is rape. Yeah, that, so that's that's men. all it is. That 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 is evident. Right. That is evident. That, that that's is, not that negotiable. Is, that's all it can be. But not only that, my greater issue is that you felt it was okay to quote unquote have sex with someone as they were blacked out um which to me goes back to this entitlement to our bodies because you need a nut i'm 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 so far like gone from that i'm so far gone from that because like literally for a nut. Like, it's it's disgusting. It, it is absolutely that it's deplorable something, that you take something from like, somebody yeah, for a moment of satisfaction. You can do that on your arm, bro. You didn't even need me for that. You can rub it out on your arm. And you took something from somebody and they weren't even aware. That's that's the thing of it because there there's the, there's the one of raping and they are very coherent in that moment but to feel violated in a moment and you weren't even present for it and you you like to know that a woman has to live with that that they weren't even present for that moment to even say no <laughs> to even have a moment to defend herself I just don't understand where men get that right from, where they feel that they get that right from, that you just have so much access to my body that you can do whatever it is that you want for literally, like, I, I that's all I can, like, that's all it's boiled down to is a nut. There's, I mean, 
yes, there's the there's the power around it. You know, if you want to talk about that layer. But when somebody is blacked out, that's that's not power. That's weakness, that's insecurity, that's manipulation, that's, that is all types that, of right, things. that's manipulate. That's all of those things. That's not power. Not when somebody's blacked out. And my other issue with this is um, and maybe it's just because I haven't been following it as much. What backlash is Charlemagne about to receive? Girl, this is Charlemagne first thing. This has been sitting out there for more than a week. Exactly. More than a week. And, and nobody's to really me sometimes saying anything. He, nobody's like, he sits, what? <laughs> he sits on a very high horse to me sometimes. Like, I'm, all, I'm not always his biggest fan like i don't like i could i could take it or leave him you know what i mean like but he is one that can talk a lot of shit as as radio and tv personalities do right so that's you know of his nature due to his profession um so it comes it comes with a position but like and i mean this makes me think back to uh fab Especially from, especially from other men, what type of backlash do? And y'all know I love nines, <laughs> like, but what type of backlash did they really face? And that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. I will say that, and that's why I said I think I'm getting ready to contradict myself because I know that I've said on a previous episode, like we do take this one instance, and at the end of the day. You know, there needs to be some rehabilitation. There needs to be some help. You know, they need to see a therapist. They need to, you know, we need to find some resolve to this. There needs to be some healing. But at the same time, as we sit here and persecute everybody else, Charlemagne literally just admitting to raping one one woman and his wife. And it's been sitting for a week. And I, I really, and I, I really just, I don't, I really, I want to say, I don't want to hear anybody say, well, that's his wife now. I don't want, that does not mean no, that no. he could not rape her. You can rape your wife. That does not mean that. And at the time, and she was his wife, and, his and I get book. that, but that, that was rape. In that moment, that was rape. It does not matter what your title is or where you stand in somebody's life. They can still take from you. He took from her. He took from her. I'm just. I think. I think when it. Uh, uh, it is. It is. It. It is. Is just a mess to me because, like I said, I'm not necessarily looking. In in the same breath, I know we were talking about you know black men protecting us and so on and so forth, and us doing that for black men as well. But there's a couple things. It's about accountability. And so I need Charlemagne to at least when he's speaking about this now, I need he I need him to speak of it in terms of like taking some ownership in this. Um And again, when I I it's I I have no words cuz it's been sitting for a week. I think it's that, been sitting for a week. I think that black women have to do this. I think that where we have to understand is that we are in relationship with black men whether it be romantic, whether it be platonic, whether it be, you know, it it, it doesn't matter. We're in relationship with black men. 
And as any relationship goes, friendship, whatever, there has to be negotiables and non-negotiables in every relationship. There has to be reciprocity in every relationship. And what I see, there's no reciprocity here. There's no... This is non-negotiable for me. Rape is non-negotiable. And I think that we have to determine whether we want to be in relationship with people like this. And that means supporting them. That means however you however you define your relationship is however you define it. But I think that we have to start with some negotiables and some non-negotiables because the standard, the bar is too low. The bar is way and, too low for them. And you know what? That's the difference because we are defining men and women, black men and women are defining our negotiables and non-negotiables differently. We are. Non-negotiables for us are things like rape. Non-negotiables for them is she smashed her homies. Right. Non-negotiables for them are she can't cook. Non-negotiables for them are... How petty is that? Like, literally, somebody who can't cook, somebody who decided to have sex with somebody for one night, and granted, I, I get that sex can be very powerful, but, like, some women can go out and have sex with people and not have an emotional connection, just like men. Just like me. So it probably was nothing to her too. But that's so petty. But to but to take somebody's body without them knowing, that's deep. That's deep. But try harder. But Come harder. And that that also says something about us too, because we will we will go to the max before we are done. No, not me. Before we are finished. Not fed no up. more. <laughs> no, I'm, no. In general terms, my point is because our again, our non-negotiable is rape. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? I'm not and I but I'm not saying that it's not also domestic violence. I'm not saying that it's um it should be that rape. it's not also right. It should right. That's that should so, be that should be a given. <laughs> but I'm not saying that it's not also respect and communication. It's not also faithfulness. You know what I'm saying? It's not also sacrifice. It's not also protection. So there are some other non-negotiables, but like when you look at them in comparison, we will go a much, to me, in my opinion, we will go a much greater length before we say, okay, I've reached it. You know what I'm saying? But if for y'all, it stops at my ability to cook, and I'm not talking about me because I can cook. Um, but, <laughs> but if it stops at my skills in the kitchen, what? Where? Where's the balance? Where's where's the equity in that? <laughs> like, cause because what I'm asking of you to me is basic things. Are basic things. Respect. You, like I'm 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 confused. Like why why do we why you gotta go to that extreme? Why do you have to go to that extreme? And why would you want to put me in a position to go to that extreme? I don't, I don't, I, I truly do not understand. Um, to give a little context, Kiana started to share with me this story uh, beforehand, prior to the show, to just like we tend to prep each other. And I was like, nah. Let's just do it on the show, because I didn't think it was going this way. <laughs> oh, did you not? <laughs> I mean, I knew, I had a feeling that you were going to be talking about the 15-year-old girl 
Um, but to find this out, I I really am appalled. I really am appalled. Which is the reaction uh, you should be. I re- like everybody should be appalled. Right. Everybody, everybody should, should be, be disgusted. Everybody should honestly like you should stop in your tracks and be like, why? How? What? I mean, it should really, it should really shock you, because this it, it, really it should. Because if you're human and you don't feel those things, I urge you to go to therapy. And it should have you on your toes. And and here's what I'll say again. I think this might have been a point of revelation. And he's so adamant about the... going to therapy. He's such he's such exactly he's such an advocate for going to seeking help. He constantly talks about his therapist, like, and and so it very well may be that. But I think there is a step prior to that, um, and so these may be some things now that he is currently working out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hear me when I say I'm not making excuses for this man because we have already determined that he raped someone. Okay, two people. Um, but there is a healing process after that. I just think that there was a first step of this entitlement piece. Like, what are we teaching our sons? Or what are we not teaching our sons? To make you believe that you have open access yeah. to women. Because that's not the case. Like, we we got to get back to that. I think So that we, man, on this latter end, we don't have to be... Not that we don't, because there's always going to be some healing needed. But this type of healing... To find out that you're a rapist? To realize that you're a rapist? I wouldn't want that for, for my children. Me not y'all worksheets. Right. You come back, figure it out, try again, erase, erase it. it, come back, try it again, damage that, erase mm-hmm. it, get a new piece of paper. Mm-mm. I'm not that for you, and none of my sisters are that for you. Mm-mm. They're not that for no. you. If you, if you want to figure some stuff out, even in relationship, like, even in friendship, d- stop. Stop. Your damage is not my responsibility. Stop. But I am saying as your sister, there are some things that we can do before we get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's have those conversations. Nobody's talking. That's that. That's the thing. It's not, it's not that, a conversation. That is the thing. But, but I'm, I will say, and you can ask any of my, my homeboys, it's like, we, we will have those conversations. That, that is one thing that I will applaud some of my um closest male friends about like we could have those conversations and they'll be like all right too because they know i'm gonna give it to them straight but like i mean i've had friends that that have been in positions with other friends or other females that i know i'm like the bottom line is you need to respect her like i know you out here doing your thing but she is a person first so let's start with that I'm not saying that you need to settle down. You know, like, these are just basic conversations. So as your sister, yes, we can do that. But on the back end, it's going to be harder for me to have that conversation with you as your sister after you have raped someone. That That's... Mm, I wonder... No, I'm not even going to say that because she has, she has addressed that before. Who? Amanda Seals. Oh. <laughs> um. So that that's a doozy. Yeah, that is that is um that that is that is mind blowing. When I heard of when I listened to that when I literally 
sat there. I, I mean, it was so uncomfortable to one listen to. That is that is hard to listen to somebody describe that and that they did it. It wasn't even a story that you were telling about somebody else. It was you. It was you. That was that was tough. Um, and then I kept researching. Then I saw the information about his wife, and I was just like, man, that's that's. That's sad, because reading his book, he had already put his wife through so much, not to mention he raped her. Great. Great. So, um, again, that quote was perfect. Perfect. And, it, and it's sad that it was perfect. I don't, I don't gloat in the fact that that, that quote that we had was perfect. Right. That it's sad that it was. And it's fitting. still true. That's what's that's what's also sad. Is it's still true? At this point in time, I should I feel like we should we should be we should have progressed even in that, and we haven't. If Malcolm X was saying that, and we and here we are in twenty eighteen, because he knew what it, he knew still, what it was like to abuse women. He did it himself. Right. He knew what it was like to do that. He knew. He knew. And to still be the most disrespected person. Like, y'all hear stuff and don't apply it. Like, I don't care that you quoted something. Where's the application? I don't care right. that you tell me that you're this way. How are you living? Stop. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really just tired of people blowing smoke to blow smoke. Like, talk to somebody else. Fool somebody else. I'm, I'm right. too smart. I just, I, it's just, it's sickening the things that y'all try to that's, tell us, and it's not true. Like, why, why do y'all think that we're idiots? That's I hate being lied to, and I think that men far too often lie to women. It's an insult to be lied to. One, you don't think I'm smart enough to decipher the lie, and two, your lie wasn't even good. You didn't even put any effort into it to make it a real good lie. Right? Don't lie to my face. Right. Right. Don't lie to my face. Don't do that. And and also like and the stuff like that you that you post this life that you try to appear that you're living like don't don't do that either we don't believe you you need more people i know you in real life yeah so bottom line stop feeding us the lies that you think we want to hear like and that we don't even believe anyway like you're saying them for yourselves (laughs) like you you really are because they're of no benefit let me just tell you real quick what I told one of my friends. She said that um, this guy told her that he had never seen a successful relationship before. And I was like, wow, you know, there's lots of black women out there without fathers who still want a relationship and who are able to make this, you know, to make the leap of faith and to get into something that they didn't see firsthand in their homes either. But to say you've never seen it before, that's not true. It's like you've never seen the Huxtables. You've never seen Aunt, um, Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil. Now, granted, these are all fictional characters, but take what you want from each of them. You can build a happy life if you want to. You've never seen Martin and Gina. You ain't never seen Brown Sugar. You, you. I just like, I just, I can't believe people sit there and lie to people like this. <laughs> that's a lie. But that, and that's also manipulation. That's a lie. That's a bold face lie. That, that's. And but that and that's the other piece to it is the manipulation that comes along with it because that's why you lie to manipulate, to play a situation in favor of yourself. Um, so it's lying, it's manipulation, it's selfish, it's careless. 
Um, it's all of those things. <laughs> and we're just over it, guys. We're we're just we're here to tell you that we're over it. Um, it's time. To, it's really time for you to step your game up. And I'm gonna tell you how we have to tell some of these white people like do the work. Do do the work. Um, I'm here. We're here. We're constantly here. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should take us for granted while we're here doing while you're while we're here as you do that work. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't walk over us. And by us, I mean anybody. I don't mean just women. I mean your loved ones, your friends, your homeboys, whoever. Like, it's time to step up and do the work. If you really want to be in this, if you really want that relationship that you say you've never seen, you got to do the work. You're going to have to create it yourself. Like you are, it's not going to just come to you. And if it does come to you, you're going to find a way to mess it up. If you haven't done it, if you haven't done the work to keep it, you're not going to keep, you're not going to keep it. And when you find those people, that circle that are willing to be with you while you do that work and support you while you do that work, Latch on to those people. Your homeboys that are going to hold you accountable, accountable, latch on to them. Your sisters that are going to hold you accountable, latch on to them. Again, this is not just from the from the vantage point of relationships. That's that's that wasn't the intent of this conversation today. Because I feel disrespected by black men before, and these are black men that I don't even want to date. Hell, I was probably disrespected by one a week ago. And that's another story for another day. But, like, and and I don't want him by any means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the crazy thing is, too. It's just, it's kind of like, you know how when people say, like, not all... It's kind of like black men when they're afraid of um, gay men, black gay men. It's like, everybody don't want you. That includes right. females, too. Everybody... everybody don't want you and everybody don't want you in the capacity that you think that they want you in either and not in the capacity that you're in right now because if if you're exuding a mess trust me there is no there is not a single thing attractive about it no so again do the work do the work okay this 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 was a doozy um this week we probably gonna have to come with something light next week because jesus <laughs> yeah. This yeah, today. I just that Azalea Banks thing that just bothered me so much. I just I couldn't let that go on because I just couldn't. I couldn't. It, it and it boils down to I think this is what you put in the notes, the entitlement. The entitlement across the board. From the rape to them calling her ugly on that stage. Like entitlement and disrespect. And to think that I will turn around and still support you in spite of any of that. I just don't understand why men feel like they're so deserving of... Um, what have you done for me? Right. It's just like, well, I just, I really just think that's funny. That men that literally you listen to them, they're like, yeah, I was out in the streets and then I just wanted to settle down. Who told you you deserved that after you did all of that stuff in the streets? You think you deserve that? Boy, if you don't get your... <laughs> You have not hardly earned it. So, anyway, that's that's today's episode. 
Man, be cognizant of the females around you. Be better. And, you know, a lot of... If if we have male listeners that really feel this way, too, I really want to hear from y'all because women know this. We feel this. This isn't something that's new to us. Um, and it's, you know, it's so... And if you think about it, if you meet any woman on this planet, she would tell you that there's not been an instance where a man has disrespected her. That has to stop. Mm-hmm. That has to stop. So, um, work on... And please, please note that, like, I am only asking of you of what I, what I ask of myself. Like, I'm not, and I don't think anybody is, sitting here saying, like, we want this from you in terms of, you know, black men doing A, B, and C and doing better. Like, we trying to put in the work, too. <laughs> you know, this is, this is a daily, this is a daily struggle. It's not even um, a daily, it's it's a minute-by-minute struggle. It really is. And so, it's, it's not like... Because I want to cuss all y'all out. <laughs> it's not like we are saying we are perfect and we do things right all the time because we don't. We absolutely do not. We get it wrong, okay? But again, I think that balance and the equity in it is is very different. Because when y'all get it wrong, we let it go to the extreme. And that's not okay. We're able to forgive more because we've forgiven ourselves for so many other things. And y'all haven't even did that yet. We, we're, That's why women are able to jump back into a relationship after she's gotten her heart broken. She's forgiven herself for doing this to herself. So she's like, I can forgive me. I can forgive you. But sometimes it's also because she hasn't forgiven herself. That, that, <laughs> that true, she, true. <laughs> that she allows that to continue to happen because, and which is why it's a cycle. And that's why I said we are all doing the work. We are not by any means perfect. So we're not saying, hey, the women have it together. It's time for y'all to step up to this standard. That's not that's not the case. But I will say I think we are more often putting in the work. So that's episode 24, y'all. Boom. Um, thank you for tuning in. We know this one is a little bit longer. Uh than usual or will be by the time we finish up so we always appreciate you tuning in and listening to the full episode we are going to talk about tips this week kiana who you got damn really Mm -hmm. (laughs) um okay i'll go first you go ahead you take that (laughs) My tip, I have two. I am giving a 50% tip to um, all the parents out there, specifically parents with children who are teething. Um, Teething is not easy. I have experienced that with family friends quite a few times. And there's just nothing you can do about it for those poor babies. And they just cry themselves to sleep. So shout out to the parents out there. Because it is it is not for the faint of heart. It's not an easy task. Um, and then my second shout out. And I may have mentioned this on the last episode. But uh, my second shout out and tip is for anyone who has planned a wedding. But specifically bridesmaids or maids of honor who plan bridal showers and all of that because that is no joke either um managing rsvps and people and 
what they want and what they're looking for, even though that they are a guest at an event that you are throwing <laughs> and where you're providing food for them. It's not fun. Yeah. So shout out to the parents out there um, in, in the wedding season that some of us are still in the midst of. But we enjoy it nonetheless. Did you think of a tip? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, my tip is going to go out to Issa Rae. Okay. Um, not only are we rooting for everybody black, we're rooting for Issa Rae now. So, um, congrats to her and her nomination. I also wanted to segue that I think it's a I'm, I want to give them a 25% tip but this is Insecure so you know um, Insecure is coming back August 12th mm-hmm. and uh, Lawrence isn't coming back mm-hmm. and I just think that uh, I want to shout out to Issa because sometimes you need confirmation that closure is closure and sometimes you gotta close the door and I, and I love and I love um, what's his name what's his name Jay yeah Jay Ellis he's beautiful my gosh but Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you know she let bygones be bygones and showing us you know how to move forward with our lives and to continue you know on this path and on our journey so I appreciate her for that because it's not too often we see iterations of that especially in our community it's always chance after chance after chance after chance and granted Issa did mess up but it's still he messed up too okay so um, I was wondering that the other day. What was the reason for him not coming back? Just ending the storyline? Yeah, she with Daniel. She moved in with Daniel. Oh, and then remember right. they had that moment in the kitchen where they talked about what had happened and then that was that was it. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. I guess I just... So when I heard about him not coming back, I was just like, oh, what's, you know, what's this about? Type of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was from personal. The yeah, from the storyline story line standpoint, like, no, I can appreciate that too. Of just like, we don't need to continue to tell that story. Yes. You know what I mean? So I rock, I rock with Issa for that. Issa's the homegirl. Um, do you have any brunch spots? You can go first. <laughs> nice. Um, so, um, I, I, I said that I would be able to give y'all some brunch spots in DC. Unfortunately, I could not make it to DC. I had to cancel my trip for some health related things, but, um, in the week after that, I did get out the house and I went to a new brunch place, which is like walking distance from me. I actually walked there on Sunday. It's called, um, another broken egg cafe. Mm -hmm. Y'all what? (laughs) <laughs> what I put a lot of it on our Instagram story so thank y'all for who all participated in my little brunch experience but um the brunch was phenomenal the shrimp and grits I thought that the best shrimp and grits in Nashville was at Biscuit Love wrong there and they're only 14 <laughs> it's only 14 dollars how do you get shrimp and grits for 14 dollars so if you're in Nashville I think they have a few other locations try another broken egg um and they have a lot of specialty mimosas it was just it was a good it was a good experience okay so i am i'm debating between two places i'm not gonna give y'all both of them because y'all know sometimes i don't have a brunch spot for the week so i need to keep one in the tuck 
Um, I'm going to shout out Angry Baker. Um, it is here in Columbus. It's in the Old Town East area, but I like it because it is vegan and vegetarian friendly. So for my vegans and vegetarians out there, this is such a good spot. And even for pescatarians like myself, that is the seafood only, um, they had this awesome smoked salmon, like French toast sandwich that was so, so good. I'm more of a savory person when it comes to food, but the combination of the sweet and savory was phenomenal. It was really, really good. I actually haven't been there in, in a little while, but I'm excited to get back. So check out the Angry Baker in Old Town East here in Columbus. You will not be disappointed. And... That wraps up the show. Am I missing anything? Oh, shout out um our social media, Kiana. <laughs> Y'all can find Almost us forgot. on Instagram at bitches double underscore loves double underscore brunch. Check us out on our Facebook page at bitches love brunch. Follow us on iTunes and su- I'm sorry, subscribe on iTunes and review, and follow us on SoundCloud and review. And pass it along to your friends. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, And that's it. Kiana, did you know we were creeping up on one year? I did, but I didn't know when the date was. And then I was like, I don't know if Courtney want to do something for our one year. So, (laughs) yeah, we getting there. (laughs) I mean, we don't have to do anything special, but I was like, I should actually throw it out there. So episode 26 will actually be one year. So that should be around September. Um, September 1st was our launching date was when we first dropped an episode so oh wow thank you for reminding I'm, I'm that girlfriend that's gonna be like did you know it's our anniversary nah <laughs> no <laughs> no I ain't gonna lie to you it's, I did a little um, research on the exact date right how'd you I find out this- seriously <laughs> we only got so many posts on Instagram so I went back and looked at our first post and it was like dropping on September 1st and we dropped on September 1st so but also 26 is half a year so I knew that too <laughs> okay so anyway we just I'm gonna just let that go <laughs> so so yes uh, thanks for rocking with us almost a year and we will see y'all in a couple weeks yes bye y'all